Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Fireside Knicks podcast. My name is Bryce Gelman, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Brett Hamfling. It's been two weeks, Brett. How you been, man? I've been good. Uh, I feel like the Knicks have been on a roller coaster these last two weeks, kind of. It's I, wouldn't kind of say roller, I wouldn't say roller well, coaster, just a downhill. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, so the last show we did before, it was before the Western road, road trip. So, okay. yeah. Was okay. it before? I think it was. Was it fully yeah. before? Yeah, it was so, five there. So, so okay, okay, fair. Roller it, coaster. That, that was like we were going into that, and people thought that could be the start of the end. And then we took three of five to uh, a couple of good teams, not great teams. And then I think we lost a couple. And yeah, since the end of the road trip, it's been pretty shitty. But um, I don't know. I don't even remember honestly when the last time we recorded. Uh, so it's good to be back. It's good to see you. I missed you. Um, you know, we're a quarter of the way through the season, so we actually have some things to talk about. Um, you know, it's not, we're two and one, we're one and two. We have some real meat on the bone to talk about. And, you know, I- I'm pretty positive overall. It hasn't been a great start to the season. This is not, you're not going to like what I have to say then today. Good. I'm, uh, I'm done. I, I'm, done. I'm listen, done with this team. I need you to like suck the energy out of me. Like I shouldn't be like, I have this smile. That's on my fine. Face. Like I, that's like, fine. I, like, I will we had gladly a, do we had that. A, we've had a couple, we've had a couple Three of the last four games have been tough losses, and um, I need you to bring me down. So I went on um, a, the Big Nick Energy podcast, and I was a big downer because that was right after RJ had like his fifth shitty game in the last six games. So I was, I was pissed at RJ. I was pissed at Tibbs for playing him so much. Um, yeah. You should have saw me. You you would have been proud for how kind of negative I was on that podcast. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Listen. <laughs> You got to give, and we'll get into this in a little bit. RJ's looks like he's picked it up, but who knows? Who who knows at this point? All right, Brett, let's get into our first order of business. We are going to be doing some awards today, as it is one fourth of the way through the season. I guess you could say. I mean, it, you can't. Is what even would be a fourth? Of uh, eighty-two is not divisible by four, right? I'm not. Uh, that, no, that you're not you're you're, you're you're the college boy, but no, it would be twenty and a, it would be twenty and a half. Um, okay. And we're at so twenty. We're, we're at twenty-two. So we're, I, we're, we did well with this. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. All right. Hey, so, I, I credit you. I credit you for knowing we were even in the vicinity of, of the quarter because I wasn't thinking about it. So, props to you. If there's one thing I always know, it's this Knicks team's record by heart because I have <laughs> something that I need to get upset about every day when I think about it. Hey, but look on the bright side, the Knicks are currently in tenth place in the East, so they're actually in the play. Not so bad. So, Not so bad. Great, tie with, tie with yeah. the Heat. Tie with the Heat for the 11 seed. Um, I don't know. They have us as the tiebreaker, the stands I'm looking at. But, yeah, not so bad. <laughs> not bad at listen, all. I thought, hey, I'll take it. Listen, I'll I, take it. A playoff game, as bad as it might go, will be exciting. Um, will be fun. Will a, be something. A playoff, a playoff game. Actually, no. It's not going to be at the Garden. So, it's going to be somewhere else if, if we're the 10th seed. The Knicks are the 10th seed. Whatever. Okay. Let's get into our first order of business, and that is your MVP award for this season thus far. I think this should be unanimous here, but you can go first here. Yeah, um, I had a really tough time thinking about this one. Um, I couldn't really sleep last night. Toss and turn. It's just so tough. No, I'm joking. This one's easy. We brought in a guy. We paid him $100 million, and... The one good thing about the season, he's having a really nice season. Jalen Brunson is averaging 21 a game, uh, six assists, four boards, shooting 
49%, um, shooting 90% from the free throw line. He's been good down the stretch of games in the fourth quarter. He's missed some big shots in the last minute of the game. Clutch, um, clutch wise, he's still he's still having a good season. If you look at his stats and clutch moments, he's still one of the top guys in the East. But of course, as you said, the two big misses that you want to you want to talk about. I was at I was at the Portland game. Like he's got to make that one. It, it's it's whatever. At some point, you know he's going to start hitting those. Like, you know he's playing so well that the the shots at the end of these games are going to fall. Of course, the, the Grizzlies won it as well. It's like, yeah, those are deflating losses, and you want your best player taking those shots in those situations, and you want those to fall. I mean, the, the, the energy was completely drained out of the garden when Brunson missed the floater where, when no one was around him. I could have made that shot. Okay, yes, you could have made that shot maybe. Uh, the thing is, he was it's a weird contrast because he was so good down the stretch. Like clutch yeah. is not just the last minute of the game. Clutch is I don't know, it could be the last six minutes of the game. We were down in both of those games. Um he did this thing where I didn't see it the first ten games of the season, but I've saw it the last ten games where he said, you know, I have to do more than I thought I would have to do coming into this season. Um he probably thought he was gonna get a little more help. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't have a guy by the name of Luka Doncic anymore. Um so he's taken more of, of a load and has, has had the ball down the stretch, has taken players on, a lot of one-on-one ball, which is tough when you're 6'2", 6'3". He backs players down, a lot of fadeaways because he doesn't – you know, it's not easy to get shots, especially when the other team knows it's coming because we don't have scores. Um, so overall, Jalen Brunson has been the team's MVP a quarter of the way through the season. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, undoubtedly, uh, and that's obviously who I have as well. If you don't have him as an Knicks fan, you're crazy. But, yeah, Brunson has, has been every single bit of what you paid him to do. He does it all, and I, the one thing I, I do want to see a little bit more is more of a facilitating role. He's averaging six assists a game. I understand that you know, that's that's still a good amount for a guy who's mainly a scorer, and like you said, he does a lot of iso ball, but I'd also like to see that factor of him getting the ball to other guys and you know, making somehow making RJ a better player, which listen, it's hard to do. I don't think anyone can do it. All right. Yeah. So we agree on that. Brunson by far, not even a doubt in anyone's mind. This is where we could uh, have a differing opinion. Opinion. Who's your biggest surprise? Because I, I'm going to, I mean, let me start this one off first. So sure. We're, we're going to be doing another category. And originally I was going to put RJ for that award, but I'm going to go with biggest surprise, RJ. I just think that th- thus far into the season, like he's terrible. He's so bad. And there are so many mistakes that he makes on a consistent basis on, on the court. And again, it's a little too early. He could obviously put it all together. We've seen two straight games now where he shot the ball 50% or more. So I'd like to see that more going forward, but this is a, a show that's being done one fourth of the way through the season and one fourth of the way through the season he is the biggest surprise personally for me because going into this year, if you told me that R.J. Barrett would be playing as poorly, especially on defense, I'd say you're probably crazy. And the fact of the matter is he's got a point guard now. What What is his excuse? There's no excuse. Still shooting the ball 40%. He needs to become more efficient. Brett, I've not liked what I've seen from R.J. so far. I've... I'm mortified by it. <laughs> I'm borderline. It's 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 stressing me out more than I think anything has 
as being a Nick fan the last 15 years. Like, Oh, come I, on. I, come on. Just from a singular what? point, from, from a singular point of, of stress. Like he was the number three overall pick. He's the first guy that we've drafted in a long time. Why are you shaking your head? There's just so many other things that you could pick, Single- and, and this is it. I think this re- re- this recency I, bias is. I, give me a sing- Give me like a singular thing that like pisses you off the last five years. Poor Z- oh, Okay, yeah, last five years. Porzingis demanding a trade. See, like, I, I I think this is this is I'm more upset about this. Like, I was pretty upset about that honestly. But like, we I, I were- named Kevin Knox being picked. No, like, no. you want to keep going? Like, Milikina no, because- being picked. No, because first of all, those guys how were about Kevin Knox. How about Kevin Knox wearing a Fortnite suit to his draft to his draft day? That that pissed me off. No, okay. The thing is, no one, everyone when we drafted Knox, everyone was like, "All right, like you know, he wasn't that great in college, but he has potential. Let's see what he is." And then he had a great summer league, and like it, that was just stretched out over two, three, four years. Then we just realized he wasn't great, and now you can look at it. And we passed up. I think we missed out on Shea Gojus Alexander. We missed out uh, on so many guys. Miles Bridges, Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, but that, that was a like stretch out of four years. This is like a three, four-week condensed um, stretch that it looks like R.J. Barrett, who the front office and a lot of the fans thought was the franchise player, not the superstar, not the Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, but the first star we're going to have in a long time, pick number three, number one recruit, number two recruit coming out of high school. Um someone that could be a 25-point scorer and lead this team. And he hasn't looked anything like it this se- part of the season. He looks slow. He doesn't have any quickness. He's not getting any separation on his drives. Pretty much not every drive pretty much every drive is like he'll either look for contact or at the last second he has to like nudge his shoulder and like just get off like a, a little floater or something. Right. But my biggest issue with him is the fact that every time he touches the ball, he's already made up his mind of what he's yeah. going to do. Yeah. Every time he touched the ball, I was at the Portland game and I could legitimately see the fear in his eyes. I could see the deer and headlights look that he had just not necessarily sure with exactly what he's going to do with the ball. And I think he's become extremely predictable that he gets doubled a lot on these drives, doesn't kick the ball out, gets blocked a lot. There's a lot of things that are going wrong with him. Again, he's had two solid games, but the, the bigger thing I'd like to focus on with him is you know, his defense. And, and right now, his defense, I don't even need to bring up the defensive, the advanced defensive metrics. If you have them, you could you could bring them up. But I don't have them. I just know they're not good. <laughs> I know they're not yeah, they're not it. good. I mean, I mean, it's it's similar to, like, something. He's just not quick. He's, he's not quick enough right now. Um, and that's the only thing I could point to the defense. The offense, you know, somewhat of a shooting slump. But when you combine not being quick and his ball handling's not tight enough to really – Get himself open shots. It's it's a kind of a recipe for disaster. Those things. Listen, it's, yeah, sad. it's so sad. We were yeah, one, one pick away from John Moran. He had a solid pick. game. He had a solid game last night. I still have faith and hope that he'll become a solid player. But that star that we thought he might be that that that's kind of fading away. Um, let me move on to my biggest surprise of the season. Um, and I'm gonna. I have a tie. Um, as I'm thinking right now, because I. Didn't take hours to prepare. I'm going to go with Ty. Two things. I'm going to go with Cam Reddish, okay, which okay. I – he hasn't been a star, but I just thought he was nothing. Looking at him last year um, and the rotation we had this year, I just didn't think he was going to be a part of this team at all. He's been solid. He's scoring nine points a game. 
Um, hasn't played as much the last couple of games. He had a little groin injury that that slowed him down. But I'm I'm excited about what he could be. He could be someone that gets a, a, a contract extension. And then I'm going to – the tie with that is Emmanuel quickly and specifically his defense. Um, just quickly came into the league as a scoring point guard, and I can see you're not happy about this, a scoring point guard who wasn't going to be able to guard anyone. And it's kind of flipped. His defense is awesome. He's the number one defensive rating on the Knicks. I saw an on-off stat, which I'm going to need our, fat, our analytics team to double-check because it sounds insane. But with quickly on the court, the Knicks have the number one defensive rating in the league, and with him off, they have the 30th. I, I need our team to check that, but There's I saw that no this morning. Way. No way. Yes, yes, no I saw this way. morning. I know who posted it. It was Nick's Muse. To, it's probably Nick's Muse, yeah. Okay, all right. You know, Oh, it's actually Obi Muse. You know what's hilarious? The Muse, the oh. musification of everything. There's a Muse for everything. It's yeah. insane. I mean, it's, the be- it's the best tool to find stats. Like, it just, like, you look up something in there. Okay, let me see it. Nick's defensive rating. Wow. Wow. Now, we're trusting Obi Muse. That he has the right right info. Could be here, cap, but could be cap. No, I, I not be cap. the numbers are good. He's been really good defensively. Um, it's been weird. His shot hasn't been that good. He's shooting thirty percent from three. Um, I'm still not worried about his shot because he shoots eighty eight percent from the line, and pretty much if you're a good foul shooter, you extend it to three point. Um, so I'm pleasantly. You're one big. What you don't you don't agree with that? If you have a good touch on the line, generally it, it extends to the three. I it, try to think of a player who's great. Not from always, not always. Like LeBron has never. LeBron has shot thirty five percent from three and has been seventy percent shooter his entire career. Seventy five percent from the line. Yeah, that's seventy. Luca, 70% Luca, is not Luca, that great. Luca, Luca's not a great foul shooter, and he he he's pretty good he's, from three. He I don't think he's from like 35 think, feet away, but he can't yeah, hit a lot but, of free throws. But I don't think his three percentage is actually that good. Yeah, it's 31 and a probably half. Not, like, probably not, but he, he still hits crazy shots. He also takes you, probably 25 shots a game. You, you'll think about this now. It, it's a better, it's more correlated than you think. It, it's pretty correlated. I'm not, it's, I'm, 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 not saying, I'm not saying it's not, but I think to the extent that you're saying it, I, I don't, I can't agree. Well, quickly look, look at what we've seen. Like, he just, his shot, he just doesn't look so confident. Like, he, he yeah. looks like he's. I know his, his shot is like he like pushes the ball, but it looks like he's doing too much there. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I think it's the confidence. I think he started shooting bad start the season. He's not, you know, we have a deep team, so he's not getting too many shots. Um, I'm not too worried. Either way, his defense has been great. Um, your biggest surprise was RJ, a bad thing. Sorry. And my biggest two surprises were, were kind of positive things. Cam Reddish emergence and uh, Quinton's defense. Uh, that's, the, that's the different, that's the different opinions <laughs> that you'll get here. On well, um, <laughs> I get well, it. I, I understand. I understand. Someone's got to take the, the positive side and someone's got to bring everyone down. So Bryce, while, 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 I think, while we've been doing this, I've been thinking about another category. And how about this? I'm putting you on the spot, but and maybe I'll go first. Fine. The most, I got it. So, so not the most surprising player, the most surprising team leader in something or most surprising stat line from a specific player. Um, I could give you one while, while you think. Um, Go ahead. So, if you told me this going into the season, I would have said the Knicks are probably three and seventeen. But Obi Toppin is leading the Knicks in three point percentage. It's not, you know, it's come down a little bit. He hasn't been shooting great the last week and a half, two weeks. He's shooting thirty seven percent from three. That is leading the Knicks. Second, second is Julius Randle at thirty three. Jalen Brunson is thirty two. See, Brunson is someone that I, I that principle I believe in. 
great foul shooter. There's no reason that's not going to extend to the three. It just hasn't been going down. Yeah. Um, wait, let me just go through the three-point percentage. RJ Parrott, 28%. Cam Reddish, 31. Evan Fournier, 33. I don't know if we count him. Nope. Sorry, Der- Derek Rose is 36. I missed him. But he's how many is he shooting a game? Eh, he's shooting four a game. Uh, he, does, shooting, he, does, he takes a lot of threes. He's shooting two and a half a game. Quinn and Grimes, 29%. The fact that the that Knicks will go up. That will go up fast. The fact that the Grimes, Knicks are 10 and 12, I'm pretty sure they have the worst three-point percentage in the league. It was definitely before the Milwaukee game. Honestly, that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of a spin. I wouldn't, uh, what, I, I wouldn't the, say it's that surprising. I think three-point shooting is so I don't think, fucking important. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just when you force something as a team, when they come down and they take 33s a game and your players aren't necessarily great three-point shooters, that's what tends to happen because the volume that you're getting, yes, it's bad. It's a bad look that the team is shooting so poorly from three. But I think if you're saying that it's it's that surprising, like team aspect, you said- I'm saying the fact that they're 10 and two. 12. I'm saying the fact that they're 10 and 12 yeah, while shooting okay. the worst in the yeah. league. Okay. When, when okay. this is becoming a three-point lead. And I'm trying to see how many they take in terms of the league. They you are asked me for a craziest individual stat. I'm gonna have to go with Julius Randle hitting five three pointers in a quarter. <laughs> I don't think anyone he, saw that coming. He, he did he do it twice? He did it two nights ago. Uh, was that last night? Or two nights he did ago? against Detroit. He did against Detroit, and there was a game a couple weeks ago that he had, if not five, he had four. But yeah, he took seven threes in the first six minutes of that quarter. I think. Yeah, I. I it was <laughs> with eight <laughs> minutes to go. He had four threes, and I was like, I. I, I is this happening? Like, you serious? All right, let's move on to the last topic we got. If you're if you're done. If you're not, then yep. you're going. But. Go ahead. All right, so biggest disappointment. I I used RJ for the category before. I'm sure that you're going to say RJ. I, I just have a feeling because you haven't really mentioned him besides what I said. Uh, I'm going to go with the front office and hear me out for this. Sure. I just think that there's way too much going on negatively that – makes me believe that the front office doesn't know what they're doing. It, it, it seems like there are a lot of different voices in the front office and some of them are being heard and some of them aren't. And right now you're in a position where you're extremely mid. You're not bad enough to get a good lottery pick and you're not good enough to make the playoffs. You got to make a move. You have to do something, whether it be trade for a star, it's not going to happen because that's just been the Knicks mindset for the last year and a half. It's like, oh, they're going to wait around for the next disgruntled star. And then guess what? Dame happened. They didn't trade for him. Donovan Mitchell happened. They didn't trade for them. I'm sure I'm missing a few in between, but they didn't do it. So if that's going to be your mindset, you're act- you're actually going to have to put you know actions to words. I think personally, Randall's got to go. And I've been saying this, let Obi, let Obi fly. Let, like, let him spread his wings and, and let him do what he does best having Julius Randall on your team when you're holding back another guy that much, it just really doesn't make sense. And also you're shielding yourself from the assets that you could be getting back in return. I say it's the front office. I just, and everyone involved, like that's, that's the, that's Dibs too, because Dibs is, you know, he's obviously made some front office decisions. He loved Grimes. He loved McBride. Those are two Tom Thibodeau picks. What do you think? Yeah, first of all, um, when you say let OB ride, you know what kind of makes me think? You know those Russell Wilson memes? It's like let let Russ cook, and then it's Russ's cooking. And it's like, you know, I love OB. I'd be slightly worried what he looks like actually playing like 30 
five minutes a game. How much um, did he put up? Did he put up thirty-seven last year in the last week of the season? Yeah, I, 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 scrubs, I know. But. I, listen, I I love Obi. I'm I'm an Obi stand, but like I, I don't know. I'm just slightly worried about. It. I don't know. I thought about that when she said that. Um, no, it's a good point. Front office has been disappointing. I don't want to hash out too much. You know, Donovan Mitchell was the one that they were waiting for. They talked about the waiting for the waiting for their one. That was the one, and we missed it. And we um, spoke about it on the show. And I I'm gonna I have to say I'm wrong. I was wrong. I still think what Utah was asking was just too much. I, I, I'm still going to stand by that. But what we've seen from the guys that the Knicks refused to trade makes me believe that it would have been the right trade to make. But again, if they did make the trade, Donovan Mitchell would be putting up 15 points on 20% shooting, and R.J. Barrett would be putting up 35 points. <laughs> no, it, it was the right trade to make. We missed it. I don't want to hash it out too much. Um you know, RJ is my biggest disappointment. I'm not going to hash that out again. Also, I spoke about that when you mentioned him. Uh, my second biggest disappointment, and less in the front office, I, I I do not like what Tibbs has been doing. I just, whether it's rotations or just not getting the most out of his guys, not holding Randall and Barrett accountable for defensive laps and laziness and, and, and whatever it is. And, and I just, you know, he doesn't have the best roster in the league, but your coach has to get the best out of him. And, um, it's, it's kind of hard to do that when you're running a scheme that isn't exactly what you run. Like, why are they playing fast? Why are they forcing so many shots up when Tom Thibodeau, the teams that have been successful under him, have played slow, they've made concise passes, and they've done the correct things. They play hard on defense. This next team does not play hard on defense. And but it, it is hard I, to do I don't think, I don't think he's holding them accountable. Hard. Like, there's, you know, people are clipping these things on Twitter and showing Julius Randall walking back and then he'll play yeah, 35 no, that's minutes. A, that's egregious. That's it's egregious the account- stuff. It's the accountability. Like, I would expect that to be on the film room TV, like, in front of the team. That's what the, the way my coach helped me the most in basketball and, and high school or soccer was, like, showing the team me walking back on defense. It's fucking embarrassing. And you don't want that to happen. But – I, I don't think Tibbs is breaking out the film and, and putting him on blast. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I mean, at this point, if there's no fire lit under their asses, then yeah, that's about the only uh, conclusion I can make of that. So you got anything else that you going to pull right Listen, out of your sleeve? We're a quarter way through season. As torturous as, as it's been, there's been a lot of fun games. Um, a lot of We've lost a lot of those fun games, but like uh, what was, what was Every the, single one of them. The game, two, what was the two, two nights ago? Uh, no, we won that the one. Grizzlies game. The Grizzlies game was really fun. Um, we've had a lot the, of fun the games. The Trailblazers game was fun. I was there, and that just was – We've had a lot of fun and, games. And, all right, that's all we got for you here on Fireside Knicks. For Brett, I'm Bryce. We're, we will see you again very soon. We're going to try to have a special guest for you next week, but stay tuned. We'll see you guys. Have a good one.